ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite other people to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, anything that we'll be discussing today, if you've got ideas for future episodes, topics that you would like us to discuss, please contact us. The easiest way to do that is by carrier pigeon. Just let the bird write up the, the, the question, the note, tie it to the ankle, tell the bird ignition and it'll get here. Or you could email us, I guess, ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio today by Chris Moats. Hi, Chris. Hey. Um, Chris and I are going to be talking about, well, um, it's going to seem like we're talking about the newly canonized saint, Cardinal John Henry Newman, who was a 19th century convert. But as we get into the episode, we're going to see we're actually just using a sermon of his as fodder for a larger topic, which is about, uh, well, about love and relationships and how um, loving humanity uh, really begins by loving the people around me. Uh, and, and talking about things. Would that be a fair summary as we get into this, Chris? Yeah. Just, just say yes. I'm yes. Out. Yeah, it's thank great. You. Thank, well well thank, done. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <clears throat> before we do that, though, <clears throat> in case you've never um, tuned into Ignition before, let's introduce ourselves, introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, Chris was with me last week. I went first then. Chris, I'm going to let you go first this time. I am Chris J. Motes, Esquire. <laughs> I am the proud <laughs> husband of... What, you have to explain that? I'm sorry. I thought I was going first. You, you, you are. Okay. But I get to ask questions. What's an Esquire? Esquire. It just means lawyer. So it's, it's, it's a bit schmancy. Um, so, uh, my name is Chris Motes. <laughs> I'm the proud husband of, of, uh, of Hannah. We've got uh, three beautiful girls and our fourth. We have a little boy on the, on the way, and he's maybe born by now. As you're listening. As, we're, as you're listening. Um. Yeah, and I'm I'm the director of the South Dakota Catholic Conference. Uh, I've just been delighted to serve in that role for the last two years. The Catholic Conference uh, serves the the bishops of South Dakota on matters of uh, public policy, engages with public officials and citizens, and really is is seeking to offer just a, a robust and and winsome proposal of how the church's moral and ethical framework uh, might inform uh, contemporary public policy matters. Oh, see, no, we have to have you back on another time to talk about that because what you just said, I really like to inform. I don't know. I don't know what you said. I'll have to. I'll. I'll rewind, rewind the tape um, later, and and when I have you back on some of the time. Winsome, <clears throat> robust, and winsome, informing public policy, contemporary culture, blah blah blah. You said something that I really liked, but it's gone now. Great, it's gone. Uh, it's gone from my mind. Dr. Chris Bergwald, Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization. Been in that role with the diocese, diocese since 2002. That's what I do. Who am I? My longtime co-host on Ignition, Chris, um, is Father, Father Andrew Dickinson. And he would say, I'm a beloved son of the Father, uh, brother to Christ Jesus, temple of the Holy Spirit. All those things are true. Uh, I'm going to go with husband to Jermaine since 1999, so 20 plus years now. Father to five kids, Elena down to Mercedes with Alexi Noel and Carl in the midst of the of them. Um, 
enough about us, Chris. But I think it's it's for actually I think it's providential that we spoke about the people around us mm. in in terms of the topic that we're going to be yeah. addressing in this episode. Um, so, Cardinal Newman, as you're listening to this, dear listener, if you're listening to this around the time it's aired or released, um, Cardinal Newman was canonized last month, October thirteenth. Um, we're going to be look. what Chris and I are going to be looking at today is a sermon of his that he gave. Did he give it, do you know, Chris, on the feast of John the Evangelist, do you have any idea or it, that's the topic, but do we know if that's when he gave it? I think, I think it is, uh, a, a sermon on the feast of John the Evangelist, which Wait. is my birthday, December 27th. So we are kind of, this episode is airing as like the meat in the sandwich between the canonization yeah. Yeah. October 13th. And the feast, so sermon on the feast to Saint John, uh, December twenty seventh. Yep. So, so um, let, let me see. How, how do I want to get into this? Um, why did you? I'll let you. I'll let you. I'm going to give you. There are two questions here I want to get us started with, but I'll let you pick which one you want to tackle. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Or why did you pick this sermon? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about loving those in front of us and how that actually equips us to, to love everyone. Okay. <laughs> um, to, you, moving from the particular to the universal. And I, I wanted to talk about this just because uh, I read this sermon at the encouragement of a, a friend of mine in another state, good friend. We, we visit on the phone uh, once a month or so. And we were just visiting about some of the relationships we have, relationships, you know, meeting new friends, some of the longstanding relationships, kind of just sharing a little bit. And, um, and he said, Chris, you got to read this. He sent it to me um, by Carrier Pigeon, and I read it, and uh, he actually sent it in the mail. But he, <laughs> uh, he and I was like, wow, yeah, this is big, really... Big pigeon. Yeah, to big, this, this big sermon, pigeon. It's a long sermon. It's like five pages. And I was just really... I was really struck by it. Um, why? So, before you continue, if somebody's still with us six minutes in, why should they stay tuned? What What, what are you? What, what's Cardinal Newman going to share with us? Share through us? That's going to make somebody really want to stay stay with us for the next twenty minutes. Love is concrete. It's not abstract. Um, so you want to stay with us for the next twenty minutes because you're going to hear Cardinal Newman unpack a little bit of how loving concretely actually just makes our heart kind of explode. It transforms us so we're able to love uh, broadly, really broadly. Great. Okay, so by concretely you mean? Those right in front of us. And in front of us you mean? Uh, yeah, like you. You're sitting right in front of me Liter right now. Literally. Literally right in front of me. The people who are literally around us on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's Great. it. Great. So take us there. Okay. This is a quote from the sermon. The best preparation for loving the world at large and loving it duly and wisely is to cultivate an intimate friendship and affection towards those who are immediately about us. So he begins this, there. Can you read it once more, please? The best preparation for loving the world at large and loving it duly and wisely is to cultivate an intimate friendship and affection towards those who are immediately about us. And he's, um, the whole sermon is a reflection on uh, 1 John chapter 7, beloved, let us love one another for mm -hmm. love is of God. Um, and so it's, it's this reflection on, on the love between John, 
the beloved disciple mm-hmm. and Jesus. Mm-hmm. They had this, um, you know, sometimes we think of like the disciples of Jesus, we have the 72, then we've got the 12, the 12 apostles, even within the 12, there's like kind of this inner circle of three. Yep. And then even within the three, there's one. So Jesus is giving us this example of, of like a deep and intimate love with, um, it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to like, it's okay to go deep mm. with, with one person or with a small group of people. Um, you know, revisiting uh, just a little bit in preparation, uh, you and I and a group of other people have written, uh, we've, we've read a book called The Awakening of Miss Prim, mm-hmm. which is kind of this delightful little book. Of fiction. Fiction. Um, uh, I, I recommend it to people. It's won awards. It's well-written. Um, but there's this, the, the main character, Prudentia Prim, she's living in this, this new town. She's just moved there for work. And um, she's visiting with like the town veterinarian, mm-hmm. this, this eligible bachelor. And she's like trying to impress him a little bit. And she's like, I love dogs. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, great. So do you have a dog? She's like, uh, no. no. <laughs> oh, do you have like a friend who has a dog? Um, uh, n- no. no. Oh, do you like, do, do you, do you spend a lot of time with dogs? Uh, no. Have you ever spent any time with dogs? <laughs> no. And he's like, so how can you love dogs? Yeah. You love the idea of dogs? Yeah. Like, how do you, how does that work? Love is concrete is the point. Mm-hmm. It starts in the particular. Mm-hmm. So for Prudentia Prim, I mean, she was lying. <laughs> Let's just be honest. She was trying to impress the guy, uh, the veterinarian, by saying she loves dogs. She doesn't have a dog. So we, we start with a particular yep. um, and, and move from there. So, so loving, okay, uh, a couple things I, I think I want to say about. Okay, so we have this goal, many of us. We, want, we, we know that we're supposed to love Everyone, love your neighbor as yourself, and who's our neighbor? All those around us, but we're supposed to love everyone. And th- there is a certain—I mean, I, it, I don't know—it's either Peter Kraft or C.S. Lewis or G.K. Chesterton. I don't remember who, but th- these authors. Um, Peter Kraft is still alive. The other two have passed away. The other two are uh, British Christians of the 20th century. Um, talked about how there are people. You know, we've got to love humanity. Love humanity. Love humanity which is abstract yeah. because there is no such thing as humanity apart from the men, women, and children who make up humanity. And, and, and it's one thing, it's easy to say, I love humanity. I yeah. love everyone. It's another thing to say, I love the person who is quote unquote, or literally right in front of literally me. Literally right in front of me. So it's like, um, I love humanity, right? I love the poor. I just want to love the poor. Yeah, yeah. The poorest yeah. person I know is my two-year-old, Lucia. We call her Lulu. She doesn't know how to dress herself, feed herself, go to the bathroom by herself. She doesn't own anything. She is so poor. And she's kind of hard to love sometimes. But like that's, I I mean, I, I, can, I can only say that I want to love the poor because I, I actually love the poorest person I know. Right, mm-hmm. I do my best. I try to. And it's really hard some days. Um, that listen to our our last episode three seven nine talking about the poverty, um, our poverty in loving other people well. But yeah. yes, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. So um, 
which is maybe to the next point that St. John and Henry Newman uh, makes, is how do we actually begin with loving in the concrete particular people when it's, when it's like hard? We begin by loving Jesus, mm. just like St. John the Evangelist did. Again, this sermon coming from a sermon on the feast of John the Evangelist. I'm going to quote again from the sermon. Okay. Now did he, meaning St. John, now did he begin with some vast effort at loving on a large scale? Nay. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> no. In case you didn't know, Carl Lumen was British. Okay, I'll, I'll translate that. No. <laughs> he, again, St. John, had the unspeakable privilege of being the friend of Christ. Thus, he was taught to love others. First, his affection was concentrated, then it expanded. Mm. Next, we're going to take it and we'll come back to, I want to come back to loving Jesus. But next, this is so beautiful. He, again, St. John, had the solemn and comfortable charge of tending our Lord's mother, the Blessed Virgin, after our Lord's departure. Mm. So if we want to love in the particular, if I want to love Lulu really well, I start by loving Jesus by resting on his sacred heart every day. Um, he's the one who gives me the strength to get up and say, uh, I'm going to keep doing this day after day, even if it's hard and difficult and the diapers are smelly and, uh, and all these other examples from a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love just the very next step. It's, it's, it's like he doesn't even skip a beat. He doesn't even take a breath. Love of our Lord, resting on our Lord's heart, with our with the mother too, I just love that um, the Marian piety, the the devotion to our our, our mother that's brought in there also. So, so let me um, bridging those gaps. So I wanted the Marian piety thing. I, I'm sorry, I just I just caught up to you because I was struck by something you just said. So I'm going to go backwards, and then we want to continue with the Marian piety thing that you were just speaking of. Before we do that, if in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. This is a broadcast for the New Evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald here with Chris Motes Esquire, uh, and we're talking about um, how loving humanity, loving everyone, begins by loving the people around us, the 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 the, the specific, real, actual men, women, and children around us. But that begins by loving our Lord. And then from that, his mother, which then leads to loving the concrete people around us, specifically people. Concrete, by the way, not because they're made out of, um, you know, the water limestone mix. But anyway, um, and then from there to everyone. Loving our Lord. So, Chris, there's, there's probably, because this, this has been me and in many ways it still continues to be me, probably many Christians, Catholics and otherwise, who might be listening to this. But, okay, but I'm a Christian, and with all due respect, Mr. Motes, um, I think I love Jesus. I'm pretty sure I do love Jesus. But this whole, like, it flows from Jesus to people around me. I I, I got to be honest. I don't love my spouse, my kids, my coworkers, my neighbors very well. If I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I don't. Why isn't my love for Jesus flowing over? How do mm. I go from loving him mm to loving them? Yeah, that's a good question. The church helps us. The, the, the church helps us do this by giving us the sacraments. Okay. So um, if, if we're not reflecting the love of Jesus as purely as, as he desires us to, it's because the, the mirror is a bit dirty. You know, it's not reflecting the light uh, clearly. 
And the, the church uh, gives us the tools and the sacraments. So that's the sacrament of confession. Um, if you haven't, if, if we haven't been in a long time, we got to return. Mm. Uh, even frequent confession, you know, go every month, mm-hmm. go every month, mm-hmm. you know, get, pol- get, get nice and polished up. Mm-hmm. Um, frequent, frequent reception of the Eucharist. We, we got to be going every Sunday at least more frequently if, um, if maybe our, the circumstances of our, of our life permit. Um, that's real nourishment. Mm. That's, that's the Lord himself uh, when we receive the Holy Eucharist. And, and that nourishes us in, in kind of a mysterious way that's like, you know, we, in the creed, we say we believe in everything seen and unseen. You know, we believe in things. So it's like, it, it's a bit hard for us because it's not like something right in front of our eyes that right. we can like put under a microscope right. or... But like, that's transubs. That's the that's sub. It's Jesus, and He nourishes us. Um, it's it, it, and it's not enough just to go through the motions. No. I mean, it's Jesus. It's given to us. But Jesus, Jesus was with a lot of people in His day, and their lives weren't changed because they didn't have the proper disposition. They weren't receptive to him. So his presence to them would bear fruit in their lives. So it's not enough, just, not enough for us just to go through the motions. I, I go to mass. Right. Great. It's got to start there, obviously. But, but go and prepare yourself to encounter our Lord. Go with the expectation right. of this gift that he is going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. So James, uh, I think it's in the letter of uh, James. You do not receive because you do not ask. So it's like... We've got to give our will to it. Yeah. You know, we, it's really a volitional thing. We where we you make a choice and you and you ask and you desire. John Paul II, Saint John Paul II, used to say, "I can't, I can't want for you. Right. I right. can't desire yes. for you. Yes. So, um, and I can't either, and you can't. Like it's, um, you know, that's just got to come from from each individual heart. Yep. Amen. So, uh, so you just and you mentioned you touched on the Marian dimension. Could you just speak briefly to that? Mm. Well, we just, you know, we see this example. I, I love that St. John Henry Newman brings it into the sermon because it's just such a, a powerful moment in the life of St. John. Uh, he's the only apostle that that didn't uh, flee. He was the only apostle who was present uh, at the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And he's there at the foot of the cross with Our Lady, with the mother of Jesus. And, and our Lord gives his mother to St. John. He said, you know, woman, behold your son, son, behold your mother. Uh, and then uh, tradition tells us that um, so he, he took her into his his home. Tradition tells us that um, that she was in his home the remainder of of her life, Your Honor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's uh, you know we have all these life is difficult, even smelly diapers and whatever else it may be. But our our mother is just like. She's she's got a maternal fe- affection for us, and she like wants to she wants to be with us in mm-hmm. our uh, in our difficulties, and right. she wants to. It's her job, like that's her that's her job. Her her mission throughout her life is say yes to the Lord and lead people to her son. Mm. So, amen. Okay, okay, yeah. All right. So um, we love Jesus, we love His mother, and that leads us to love the particular people around us, which it's. It's in loving the particular that we actually uh, receive the spiritual infrastructure. It's it's true that we we actually receive the ability to love more broadly. I'm gonna go back to the sermon here. Another quote. Uh, Hence, too, we discern how it is that private virtue 
is the only sure foundation of public virtue, and that no national good is to be expected, though it may now and then accrue. No, what? What kind? No, no national good is to be expected. Meaning, um, national, national, like our our country. You know, a love of country. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, no national good is to be expected from men who have not the fear of God before their eyes. Mm. So we started with, so, it, and we start with, okay, fear of God before our eyes, back to resting on the heart of Jesus, mm-hmm. just like St. John mm-hmm. did. This equips us to love in the particular, to love Lulu, to, uh, to love our, our spouses, our children, our coworkers, our, our neighbors, our actual neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's through this, that we can actually have hearts that are ready to pursue the national good, which is my little connection to the South Dakota Catholic Conference because I like to talk about <laughs> politics and like the national good, right? So um, it's it's our private virtue. It's like our individual, it's the pursuit of virtue in the particular relationships that actually provide the foundation for the, the pursuit of what he calls the uh, pursuit of public virtue. Right. The relationships. So love of country, that's a worthy goal. To love our country, we have to love our countrymen. Mm-hmm. And to love our countrymen, we actually have to love a countryman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, it's like, so it proceeds. Um, and we, we, we find the most purest love of countrymen has its origin in the love of Jesus. Or as he puts it in this quotation, having the fear of God before our eyes. Like, okay, beholding him mm-hmm. and permitting him to behold us. So I, I want to go along. So another way of putting this, maybe um, we're called to love our neighbor. If we're going to love our, love our neighbors, the people around, uh, I, I think, I think what you've been saying here, Chris, do I literally love my literal neighbor? That's it. Do I love the person who lives in the house, the apartment, the the, the trailer home next to mine? You know, we, again, let's make this, as you said, as St. John Henry Cardinal Newman said, as you've been saying, talking about this, think of the actual, not the idea of neighbor, right. but the actual neighbors who live around you, wherever you may, and maybe, maybe you're out, okay, maybe they're a mile away. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Think right now. You're listening to this episode of Ignition. Um, we've got about five minutes left. Think about the actual neighbors around you. If you want to love your neighbor, quote unquote, you have to love your neighbor literally, right? And you don't pick them. You usually. don't pick them. No. Uh, you know, there's a there's a saying that that holiness would be easy if it weren't for other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> that's and that's where. Uh, uh, John Henry Newman takes us next. Um, it's just a reminder that yeah, this is hard, but it's a path of holiness. Mm. Uh, so he says, I cannot fancy any state of life more favorable for the exercise of high Christian principle than that of persons who differ in tastes and general character, being obliged by circumstances to live together and mutually to accommodate to each other their respective wishes and pursuits. In other words, put that into American English for us. Yeah. Loving other people is hard because other people are different than us. Mm. But that's the reason it's a path of virtue and holiness. Mm. That precisely is the reason that for us, 
it's a, it's a pathway to heaven mm-hmm. um, is, is because it's difficult, because my neighbor isn't like me. Uh, you know, we see that in the, the example of uh, the Good Samaritan, like he's um, at the same time, he's very near to him because he is, it's literally the person right in front of him, right? The wounded guy on the side of the road is literally in front of the passerby, but also the passerby is not like him. He's a Samaritan. He's from a different place. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have the same things in common, et cetera. Um, but it's, it's really an act of charity, of participation in the love of God uh, to like extend this love to him. So, so, so uh, yeah, and to, to, to paint a vivid picture of what this means, maybe it's, it's, well, maybe it's the literal neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker who just, this is the reality of a few human relationships. We have chemistry with some people. We lack chemistry with others. The person with whom I lack chemistry is among other, one of my paths to heaven. Right. The person who I encounter on a, maybe the difficult, co- no, you and I, we work for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We have no difficult coworkers. Of course, we're not talking about anybody in the building. Um, <laughs> but other people have, <laughs> no, but seriously, we all have those, again, use coworkers with, with whom we, we don't have as much chemistry as we do others. Um, but for us to, to, to see them not as somebody to avoid, but rather as someone to engage. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. And Newman recognizes that which, and this is maybe our parting thought, but he says the virtue that sees us through this difficulty is what he calls the virtue of constancy or stability, which Mm. is kind of just like stick-to-itiveness, just stick with it. He says, there is at first sight something of the nature of virtue in the very notion of constancy, dislike of change being not only the characteristic of a virtuous mind, but in some sense of virtue itself. So we can, you know, there's some statistic about like, the average American, like moving mm. some <clears throat> unseen number of times in their life. Uh, and we just kind of do that because we're, it's easy to, we're such a mobile society. Sure. But Newman is saying, nope, there's actually a virtue in just sort of uh, being, you, you just plant your, feet, plant your feet on the ground and kind of just stick to it where you are with the people where you are. And, and that's a virtue, which means that, okay, the Lord's going to bless it. And there's a, there's a path to holiness within it. Uh, there's a, a a priest of our diocese who I, w- I was talking with. Okay, so patience. I need more patience. But Father, how do I how do I grow in patience? How, how do I? He said, "Spend time with the people who try your patience." Mm. Oh, <laughs> but that's that's kind of the same thing that Newman is saying here. Yeah. Uh, that constancy of staying there, Chris. We've got about half a minute to go. And any any, I know that was you. You already started with the, the parting thoughts. What's what's your parting thought? Hmm. I well, just a, I'll, I'll quote. Somebody asked John Henry Newman about his conversion, uh, his entering the Catholic Church, and he's just a paraphrase. He says it doesn't fit in a teacup. Mm. Uh, so it's like, okay, there's always, there's always more, there's more to the story. Don't be afraid to go deeper. Amen. Amen. So, um, loving humanity begins by loving my neighbor begins by loving with actually my neighbors, those people around me, those people who I interact with on a daily basis, who might try my patience, maybe who aren't very, for me, lovable. That is the path to holiness, right? Amen. Thanks for being here, Chris. Thank you. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org for any thoughts, ideas, questions about today's episode, for, uh, ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.